Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Our God is Real, our place of community and sharing where we come together to talk about the reality of God in our lives and in so doing, be able to gain strength to take that reality and share it with the world that so desperately needs to know that God is real. This morning, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about some people in the Bible and we're going to talk about have you ever had one of those days? Um, you know, there's, there's times when, when life just kind of gets in the way, you know, those days when you wake up in the morning and the first thing that you do is you drop your toothbrush or you drop your razor or your shampoo, whatever it might be. And all through the day, it seems like you can't hold on to anything. You just keep dropping stuff. And everything in your day seems to frustrate you just a little bit. You know, it's just kind of one of those days that that it's like for for you it's it's like the earth is just kind of shifted off of its axis just a little bit and things just aren't quite right. And the day just kind of seems out of sync for us. I do apologize for being away from you guys um for for a few weeks now. Um I I've had one of those months. Um, just to be honest and, and transparent with you guys, I've and and no no excuses. I, I've just let stuff get in the way. I, I've let busy stuff get in the way um, of of things I should be doing. So my apologies for being away from you guys, um, but I think it really lends into the lesson of today that you know when we we have one of those days, it's very easy to get wrapped up in the busy work of the day and we don't take the time to stand to the side and breathe for a second. We don't take the time as, as God tells us to so many places in the Bible to, to be still. Um, instead, I almost think we get busier in those times and the things that, that our soul and our spirit need the most, <clears throat> the meditation time that we need with God the communing with our brothers and sisters in Christ, the spending time in the word of God, the time in prayer, all of those things are become overwhelmed by the busy stuff. And that's not the way that God wants our life to be. Um, when I think about people in the Bible that have, have that had one of those days, you know, I immediately think about, I think about Jonah, um, Jonah, who a prophet from God sent to a city to give a message. They throw him out of the city. Next thing you know, Jonah is in the belly of a whale. So, you know, if when you think you're having one of those days, just remember your day isn't quite so bad. You're not stuck in, in the belly of a whale or you think about Job. My gosh, if, if any person in history ever had one of those days, Jonah, I mean, um, excuse me, Job had a series of those days. And when I look at Job, Job is an encouragement to all of us, right? Because we see all the things that, that he went through with, he had his family taken from him. He had everything that he had possession wise taken from him, but he still took time to pray. He still took time to 
meditate. I mean, the man at one point in his trial, his body was covered with blisters and sores and boils, and, and he couldn't, said, it said that he was taking pieces of, of like clay pots and scraping himself to try to get some relief. Even in that, he still remembers who God is. He still takes time to have communion with God. He still takes time to have one-on-one time with God in, in meditation and remembrance. And he never once to his to his friends, to his family, to his community, he never once blames God for the situation that he's in, but rather he uses this situation to draw himself even closer to God. We need to understand that if we are standing on the sidelines, okay, and, you know, we're, we're doing our routine, right? We're, we're going to church sometimes. We're reading the Bible sometimes. We're praying sometimes. In that mode of our lives, we are really no real threat to the enemy. You know, he's lost us. We've given our, our, our life to, to Christ. We've accepted Jesus as our Savior. So he's lost us as a soul but we're not doing anything to threaten what he's doing. We're not doing anything to threaten what the enemy's doing. So he's not really focused on us. But you get into that vein of going to church regularly, taking time to be in your Bible every day, taking time to pray every day, helping other people putting yourself in a position to be used by God. When these kind of things start in your life, now you are becoming a threat to the enemy. So I believe that one of the tactics of the enemy is that he throws all of this busy stuff in in our way. He throws those days in our way that can get us, again, out of sync with God and can get us off track to the purpose that God has for our lives. We think that if we're going to do something for God many times, that we have to see this immediate return to confirm that we are doing what we're supposed to be doing for God. When God's plans are so much bigger than that, God loves each one of us individually, and he loves each one of us as as much as the other. There is no um, partiality with, with God. His love is universal. So when we think that we've got to get some kind of return, it's almost like we're wanting God to say, well, I, I, now I love you more because you're doing this. That's not the way that God's love works. God's love just works without condition. So what we do for God, what we do for others, that should just be part of our natural makeup. And when we do that, we have to understand that the more that we push in that vein, the more active that we become for the kingdom, the more active that we become for our brothers and sisters, the more the enemy is going to sort of turn his direction towards us. And and remember, the Bible says that the enemy has a mission. And only one mission, and that mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is the father of lies. 
So all that good stuff, all the things that you're working for within the kingdom of God, the enemy wants to come and steal that from you. So he brings in those days. So you have one of those days that that this day, you know what? It did tilt a little bit. It's not, I'm, I'm not in that perfect flow with God that everything is going right and everything is, is beautiful and the grass is green and the birds are singing, all those things. We're having an off day. We're having one of those days. It's, it's, it's tilted. That doesn't mean that the enemy has more control or that God has less control. I believe that it's it's a tactic of the enemy to get our focus off of God and to change the way that we see things. So think about it like this. If we're, you know, it's real easy when we're in that flow, right? And everything is perfect. Like I was saying, grass green, sky's blue, birds singing, all that. It's real easy for our faith to be strong right there. Because we think that God is doing something. We can see this because we feel great. Everything is great. Everybody's great. Everybody's smiling. But on those days when it's not quite right, when we drop everything, when we have an accident on the way to work or somebody bumps into us, you know, we are, we just went to go get coffee and somebody runs into us in the hallway and next thing you know, our, our, brand new white shirt that we just bought has now got this huge coffee stain on us. It's in those times that the enemy is trying to get our focus off and we lose that focus on the goodness and greatness of God and begin to concentrate more on our situational circumstances. God isn't about the circumstances. God is about you, period. God is not a a circumstantial God. He doesn't love you more when you're in church or he doesn't love you more when you're doing something for someone. God just loves you. Just period. Put a period at the end of it. God is love, period. So when we get into those situations, when we have one of those days, let's just figure out a a way to remember what Jesus said. When the enemy says, I've come to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus said, I have come to give you life. But that's not the end of it. He goes on to say, and that life more abundantly. So when you're having that day, right? When when nothing works, when the car won't start, when you walk out to go to work and you're already late and you got a flat tire, just take just take a breath. And remember, remember that verse that Jesus said, I have come to give you life and that more abundantly. Okay, flat tire. I'm going to look at it like this. You're only flat on one side and I got three other good tires. I'll get this fixed. Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, they don't leave us when we've got a flat tire. They're still there. Unfortunately, what happens to us is we see the flat tire more than we remember that they're with us. We see the flat tire through the eyes of a circumstance. 
rather than seeing the flat tire through the eyes of it's all good. I know my God's got me. I'm going to get through this. See, faith, faith is, is a great weapon that we have against the enemy because faith gets us through those days. Faith gets us sometimes when we can't hardly feel like we can get up in the morning to make it through another day. People that suffer with depression especially deal with this. They get up in the morning and the, they, they can't even hardly go. But faith will get you from that one day to the next day. Faith got Job from one day to the next day. Faith got Jonah out of the belly of the whale. Faith doesn't look at you having one of those days. Faith focuses on God. Faith focuses on Jesus. Faith focuses on the Holy Spirit. Faith focuses on love and provision, not on situational issues. So the next time you have one of those days, and you know when it's happening, you know, because it's like it starts in the morning and you kind of, you know, it's like I'm walking a little bit tilted to the right or to the left. Recognize that in the moment and just stop. And do what, what the psalmist wrote. Be still. Be still and know. Be still and know that he is God, that God is God. The verse says, be still and know that I am God. The I am in that is referencing the Elohim God, the all, the everything God, the all God. But you have to do it. You have to be still. You have to know that he is God. And that even when you're having one of those days, he still got you. He's still in control. The day's not in control of you. You're in control of the day because God is in control of you. You just have to let him. Don't see through the eyes of your situation. See through the eyes of faith. See through the eyes of an all-providing, all-knowing, all-caring, and most importantly, all-loving God. Father, I thank you for the day that you have given us today. I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to share your word. I thank you for the opportunity to share, Father, the stories and the experiences that we go through in our lives. And I pray, Lord, today that for those out there that are having one of those days right now, that they'll take a moment and change their view on that day. I pray that for those, for all of us, that one of those days is coming. I pray that we'll remember your word. We'll remember this message that you gave us today, that we can overcome that day and that that day can't control us unless we let it, but we can control it through faith and knowing that you, God, are in control. Bless those today, Father, that are struggling specifically with depression and anxiety. I ask you to be with them, to let them know that they are not alone and that you are with them always. I pray for the people today, Lord, that are struggling with whatever addiction they may be struggling with. Let them know that you are greater than their addiction. 
and that they are greater than their addiction. Give them a way out, Father. As your word says, nothing, there is nothing that overtakes us that hasn't happened to anyone else, but you give us a way out. Right in the middle of it, you provide a way out. I ask you to bring your peace today, Jesus, wherever there's struggling and strife, wherever there may be disagreements with people, settle those disagreements and let there be peace between friends. Keep us all together, Lord. Bless us that we may bless you, that we may be a blessing to others. Keep us safe until we come together again. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for joining today. God be with you and the peace of Christ follow you always. Take care.